Hey y'all, what's up? It's your girl Krista B from Those Wrestling Girls. Now, if you know me, you know how much of a rock fan I am. And it's been so hard for me to get my hands on an actual rock t-shirt until now. I finally got my rock shirt and I got it from Ripple Junction. Ripple Junction is a team of imaginative pop culture fanatics who creates the planet's most awesome t-shirts and official licensed products. They are armed with all things WWE and it's always some fun, cute designs up there. So you have to go up there. Make sure you go to RippleJunction.com and don't forget to use the code Those Wrestling Girls for 15% off of your purchase. Hope to see you there and you have to let me know what shirts you got. Bye. Hey everybody, what's up? We're back. It's those wrestling girls. It's your girl Krista B. And Queen PR. And today, this episode today, it is well overdue. It's definitely warranted for us to do. It may trigger some of y'all. You know, it may, you may agree with us and y'all may not agree with us. We know we would love to hear your feedback either way. Um, but this is a real talk episode and we've been trying to, I feel like we wanted to do this episode for a while, but it never came to, to came to fruition because I feel like the timing wasn't right. Mm-hmm. But now the timing is like spot on perfectly. Like I was even trying to do a, a sound off on it and then the timing wasn't right on doing a sound mm-hmm. off on it either. Like it just did the not. The story hadn't even really unfolded all the yeah, way. Yeah, it just, it just didn't work for me to do a sound off on it. But now we're here, and today's episode will be about the releases, the ageism, the sexism, and all them other isms that happens in WWE that we just are tired of witnessing. Yeah. Tired of yeah. seeing. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. And it sucks because a lot of things that, sh- that I never wanted to believe about the company ended up being true with everything else. So just some, I don't even know where to start, but um, this is coming off of two weeks after WWE released Mickey James, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Samoa Joe, got my Samoa Joe shirt on. Um, and some executives have gotten fired. There's been a lot of shakeups uh, after WrestleMania. And then we learned that- Not shakeups, upsets. Upsets, upsets, upsets. And people get released from WWE all the time. But for some reason, last year's was very upsetting just because it was all about COVID, budget cuts, and it was just a very upsetting time of year in general. Same. It was day. something that, that nobody could control at that time. Right. And it was sad. Like, COVID like, came. Yeah. Right. Our favorites go and stuff like that. But this year, it just hit me. It was me. like a spring cleaning. Yeah, it really hit me differently, like, to release, like, the Iconics and and Mickey James and Samoa Joe, like, and Chelsea Green. It's, it's like, like, it's still, it's just, it's just kind of, it's just upsetting because, you know, you, you have Billy Kay, who has proven herself as being entertaining. Like, she was able to put all, like, really get over with the whole resume gimmick. And she's always been entertaining. She's always been funny. People thought Peyton Royce was going to be the breakout star and ended up being Billy Kay. So it's like, you know, for you to release her and then to release Peyton. So that literally means we're never going to get the Iconics again. So like to me. I mean, and you can never say never with WWE, but right now it's real bleak for them. Yeah. Yeah. 
It is. I never thought. And that's literally been their dream from childhood is to make it to WWE. And they did do a lot with their company. And we're going to do a spotlight on them at some point. And they did do a lot while they were with that short amount of time there with the company. But it's just unfortunate because those are like, that's money right there. Think about like the Iconics and the Bella Twins or, you know, they've proven themselves as stars. So it's just like, why would you let them go? WWE doesn't care at this point. Like, I just like they don't care. And as much as you know, we've dreamed of working for the company and meeting Vince and all that, I'm just to a point to where, like I said before, if we was to ever work for that company, things would have to change. Like, and if it, it would have to take us to go in and change it, to go into sway, to go into, you know, not mm-hmm. being so demanding, like, you need to do this right now, because who the hell are we to go and tell Vince like, what he needs to do with his company? But at the same time, it's just like, we're more closer to the fans and the viewers and the WWE universe than they are. Mm-hmm. You understand? Like they don't, they, they, they see what they see on, on social media if they really look at it, but they also see ratings and numbers. And if you go off ratings and numbers alone and not what your fans want, not what, you know, the people who are backing you want, like without our money, your company is as is trashed. Mm-hmm. You understand? Like without our viewership, your company is trashed. And for you to to be honest, I wasn't I wasn't really as heartbroken about you know Billy Kay and Peyton Royce's release as I was more shocked mm-hmm. because you know I feel like they did I feel like what they did with Emma, they did with Billy Kay especially. Like, she, she had a match, you know, she was doing good or whatever, and then you let her go. I'm not sure if Peyton Royce had a match after, like, recently before her let go, but it's like you're giving these women this very little spotlight, like, small. Like, you got to use a magnifying glass on top of a magnifying glass to look at it, and then you still give them your ass to kiss. And people fight tooth and nail to be in WWE. And then for you to treat your superstars like that, especially the ones that fans really love to see, mm-hmm. really want you to do more with, it's like you don't listen to us. Nope. You don't at all. Like the whole Give Divas a Chance was like that one step in store that you guys actually listened to us and actually heard what we had to say. But where where does it all go after? Like how – like. And that was another thing I never wanted to believe was that. And I don't know, of course, if it's true, but I mean, the evidence is clear that the whole women's evolution give divas a chance and all that was like a PR thing. It was a business thing because it was trendy at the time for women to take the forefront. And it was this revolution in sports all around. And WWE took advantage, full advantage of that, in addition to, of course, there being the talent to do so but then to just hear you know mickey james talk on her on her youtube channel god tv and to hear her say like you know for the most part every decision that's made in wwe is a part of a like multi-layered business decision it's not based on talent it's not based necessarily on if fans want this like it's really like what fits these like you know business puzzles and uh like WWE's going through a lot of shakeups. There's a lot of deals being made. There's a lot of money pouring into the company from a lot of different places. So it's unfortunate that like what really makes wrestling, like why we tune in, which is the talent and what they're bringing is sort of sometimes it sounds like, especially for the women, you know, 
if it doesn't fit what they want it to fit, then they're just like not going to go along with it. And she and Mickey James, she pitched so many different things. Like she pitched an all female brand to WWE, um, which I think at this point, like, why not do it? You have all this amazing talent. You're not showing them on TV. And Mick Foley actually recently tweeted like Mickey James is right. And WWE, you need to get on it before AEW beats you to it. And you have Ring of Honor that's doing their women's division Wednesdays now. And the indie scene has always showcased their women on the same level as the men. So it's like WWE is your, how are you still behind? Like that is what's so confusing to me when you had a whole evolution revolution and you're still behind. Like it's so it's baffling to me almost like how you let you know what i gotta shout out mick foley real quick because mick foley he's pro black Mm -hmm. he's pro women he's pro everything and you know we i mick foley is one of my top five favorite wrestlers yeah yeah of all time like i don't care which which form he's in dude love cactus jack man cry like (laughs) And I love the fact that he's so unapologetic, shameless plug, but so unapologetic about his stance on things that he's not afraid to take it to social media. He's not afraid to take it to Vince and them because at the end of the day, like everybody's human. Mm -hmm. So Mick, I'm giving you your flowers. If you was to ever see this and you want to be on our show, you can hit us up. You are more than welcome. You you are more than welcome to be on our show. And he's one of those wrestlers that I'm glad I know who he is as a a real person because he seems like Mm -hmm. a genuinely good person. He has a good heart. He wants equality for everyone. And he just wants people to do the right thing. He doesn't, you know. He he does not care if he lose um, haters or followers at all. all. So if you guys watch this and don't agree with what Mick Foley stands for, that unfollow button is real. It is very real. But the ones, the followers that he lose, he would gain. 10 times more so don't worry about it for sure for sure um Samoa Joe I want to talk about real quick because that was another one that really that was, was heartbreaking like, heart it's still fucking heartbreaking to me because that was heartbreaking. like I mainly watch the focus on the women but there are a few of the male superstars that I t- would tune in to do anything with and he's one of them Kevin Owens is one of them Daniel Bryan's one of them um Sorry for your boy Dave last night. I know, right? But Samoa Joe, it was just like, what the fuck? He was good on commentary. He was good in the ring. He's good on the mic. Like, he's one of those people who's, like, all around has it all, like. (sighs) I agree. Like, I saw that list, and I saw Samoa Joe. I was like, excuse me? (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, why would y'all take him off a of commentary? Right. Like, commentary I really need to know up. the backstory for that. Like, if he asked to be released and his name was just released, like, uh, quote on that list with the, the releases, or if they really were just like, hey, Joe, we can't find nothing for you, especially if you can't fight. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. oh. I heard it was something to that effect where he, I think he wants to wrestle, but WWE doctors won't clear him to wrestle, I think is is what is being out there. And he, you know, I guess it must be hard being on commentary when your passion is really wrestling and it's like, okay, like I want to get in there. But I mean, just still in the business. Like right, it's not like right. you're not in the business. Like there's miracle miracles happen. You know, God is real to whoever it is y'all pray to or believe in. Mm-hmm. Y'all whoever y'all y'all higher being is real. You know, I just feel like I'm pretty sure he wasn't he didn't have any ring rust. I'm pretty sure he was still training and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Whatever his last injury was, 
I feel like he has to really sit and accept it to rehab it. Yeah. Not accept it to feel defeated, not accept it to feel like you're let down or you're a failure, but accept it to rehab it. Because once you rehab it and once you keep going and, you know, you make that injury stronger, you make, you know, mm-hmm. it would have been a possibility for him to be back in the ring. I really thought he was going to make a comeback at Rumble. Me too, or even like after WrestleMania, WrestleMania season, but maybe that was his anticipation too, and then it happened, and he was just like, all right. Because the other thing too, which WWE has to be careful for, is y'all are making money. Like, I don't think anything is going to stop WWE from making money, period. But losing fans is going to be a big thing at some point, and you guys have competition. It's not like y'all are the end-all, be-all, which a lot of people feel, and I'm so glad that that's not the case anymore. Like, you know, we're sad for these wrestlers because we primarily watch WWE, but that's not like they're not going to find a job, you know what I mean? Like, you know, these people, some of them were stars prior to getting to WWE, like Samoa Joe, which is probably why he was even more frustrated of just like, okay, I'm not being used how I should be being used. You know, same with Mickey James. You know, she left because of sexist and fucking body image storylines and you know amongst other things and then she went and became a fucking star you know in tna for years and years and years and years so i can only imagine somebody like her and and joe being like yo like you know what you have in your in your locker room and you're not using me you know they wanted mickey james to um on her uh youtube channel they were she was saying how they kept trying to persuade her to retire like, um, and because she didn't want to necessarily always be in ages storylines. Like, how come I always got to be the old timer? Like, that storyline is old and I feel her. Like, that shit has played out, mm-hmm. you know? How many, how how much can we go with that whole thing? And then her other good point was, all of your male superstars are either my age or older than me. And you would never talk about how old, is, title, how old they are. You celebrate the fact that they're this old and been doing it for this long. So how come with me it's different? And that is what's upsetting for me because this is shit that we say all the time. This is shit that we see on Twitter. Our followers agree the same thing. But it's to hear it from like Mickey James is so unfortunate because it's like she is a legend and she should always be treated the same way Lita and and. Uh, Trish Stratus. I shouldn't even say Lita, more like Trish Stratus because they treat her the way they treat The Undertaker and I don't understand why other women legends aren't like treated like that. You're not going to return Undertaker shit or Trish Stratus' shit in a trash bag, are you? I highly doubt that. So, Yo, that right there, I was just like, I know. It, it, <sighs> it was that part for me where I was like, damn, WWE really has to do better. Like, it's no way that y'all going to sit here and put her stuff in a garbage bag, in trash bags, in a box. So if it was really Mark Carano who did that, good for your ass. Mm-hmm. Hit the unemployment line with everybody else yep. who's on it. That is it. That it, it, and it was so many things in the last two weeks that. Wait, hold on. Let me backtrack that. Yeah. Those of you who are on unemployment, we get circumstances. We get that COVID is real. You know, right. we understand that. So I'm not coming at anybody who's on unemployment. Shit. Okay. Do what you gotta Enjoy do. Enjoy that while you have it. But for Mark Carano who should know better, who should respect these women much better, who's been working with these women for years to sit and to put somebody's belongings, personal belongings, who gave their blood, sweat, and tears to a company for over 20 years at this point to put her in a, to put her stuff in a garbage bag and use her, use as this, as a dismissal, as like, you have no regards. I pray. Now I'm not even going to pray and wish on you. I just hope, that you learned your lesson from behind mm-hmm. this because 
this you know human beings should be treated that way i don't care if you were the janitor and you got let go nobody stuff should ever right. put in the garbage can and make it seem like they're not worth or they're worth they're less than you right because as quick as you got that job now look at where you at mm -hmm. and uh, it's and it's like uh, going back to y'all being a billion dollar company there is no reason why anyone that has worked for your company should get their stuff returned in a trash bag. Like to me, this is your talent. Like this is the people that go out in the ring and do the job that you're making billions of dollars, to, you know, because they go out and risk their bodies to do what they're doing. And then you return the stuff in a trash bag. And then to hear that it's been going on for over 10 years now, other divas came out and said, Oh, I, Oh, that's how I got my stuff too. I don't think it's a coincidence that it's, women you know so it's it was so layered the last couple of weeks and like i personally lost like inspiration and my motivation to watch wrestling and like i always thought that was like really dramatic when i would read that because that was even last year like when all those releases happened when like you know dozens of people got released and people were just like you know i'm not really feeling it watching people getting losing their jobs my talent you know my favorite talent is not with the company anymore. Like, I don't feel like watching the weekly shows. And I was just like, you know, I, I kind of, you know, it sucks, but you know, it's quarantine and what else am I going to do but watch wrestling? But when hearing Mickey James in inter like interview on her YouTube channel and just talking about how they made her feel and seeing how it's been a long running thing in the company and how they really don't care about women's wrestling, like how they claim that they do. Like, it was just so, it was like a balloon being deflated for me. Like, it was just like, oh, it's like, womp, womp. Like, that's exactly, it's exactly what everybody would say. All the WWE haters would say this. And I'm just like, damn. It really, it, it seems that to be true. Right. And when it comes on to Mickey James, right, I, so for those of you who don't know, I think I mentioned this before. When I was in grad school, I had to do a thesis paper. My thesis paper was on body shaming within wrestling or within WWE. It was within wrestling or within sports. And I happened to come across um, the former head security guard that used to work for WWE. And he would tell me how Mickey James had acquired a nickname called Miss P and they used to call her Miss Piggy because of how, you know, she wasn't as thin as the other girls, but Mickey James is not fat either. Not and at all. Because she had a, she has a big butt. White girls are literally trying to be more voluptuous. Black girls are trying to be more voluptuous. Like, it's okay, and I'm no shade, no tea to nobody else, but it's okay for Naomi to have a real, a big butt because one, she because what she's black because she uses it as, as a move, like a, a a finisher, one of her finishers move, but because Mickey James didn't use her butt as a as a weapon, now she's Miss Piggy. She just not like, I feel like Mickey James used to get a lot of the heat because she didn't look like the other girls. Like Lita was the anti diva, AJ Lee's an anti diva, but they. I guess because they were slimmer than Mickey, it was okay. And I don't feel like that's right at all. No. Um, when, when he told me that, I was like so disgusted. Yeah. That like, is so, so crazy. Like she would be body shamed a lot. And I felt like, I felt like he told me it was time which like she will be in the back crying because she was body shamed a lot. And like. That, and then to go back. So when she came back in 2016 and we have a spotlight on Mickey James. So 
definitely check it out if you haven't already. And she said, so what's funny about Trash Bag Gate is what people started calling it, is that it prompted such a response that Triple H and Stephanie McMahon had to respond on Twitter. Had to say something. Because it got to a point where it's like, this is how y'all treating people. And I think it was the strength that it was Mickey fucking James. Like, I think the only people that don't see the value of Mickey James is WWE. Her fans see it. She obviously sees it. So for you, I think that's what really sparked it. Like, oh shit, like WWE really sends their fucking employees trash bags. Like that's insane. So Stephanie and Triple H actually responded. That means like, that means it was some shit back in, in like in the backstage. And then for a long, you know how long Mark Carano worked there? So for him to get fired over this and a couple other people, little shakeups. Oh, you said peace. Deuces. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Oh, so you don't cheat nobody like that. Yeah, and a lot of tea came out. Like one of his um, exes or, or or mistresses or whatever the case may be. So I don't I don't know the full truth behind a lot of it, but she started tweeting about how he's just not a good guy. He's kind of been waiting to be let go because he has a very significant severance package, which I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but yeah, so another thing that upset me um, that Mickey James revealed was that she was told that. Women's wrestling doesn't make money. Mm-hmm. I tweeted about that. And I that, that video. Evolution uh, was the lowest rated pay-per-view ever, which I Bullshit. 100% do not fucking believe. Bullshit. And I have this theory, and I see a lot of people tweet about it, that I don't think they want to admit how well women's wrestling actually does. I think it's that the fact that wrestling at the end of the day, which is why our podcast exists, it is a male dominated field. I mean, industry, whatever you want to call it. It is male dominated. It is testosterone driven. It is a lot of male ego, period. Like that's it. It's just a lot of fragile male ego. And I love that we had evolution because that means that the women pushed through all of that, but it took the world to recognize women for WWE to recognize women. You know what I mean? Like all yeah. other promotions were doing it except for WWE. So it's like this and even with Stephanie just, McMahon being there. Like, I just it's feel still, like their numbers were so great it was just like, oh shit, they're upstaging my guys. Mm-hmm. And the dudes was in the audience when we were there. The yep. Usos in the audience, Seth yep. Rollins was there in the audience. There were a lot of guys who came to New York, because I'm pretty sure Raw was like somewhere, nowhere in New York or whatever, like like Chicago or something after that or whatever. And they came to support these women because they know how talented these women are. There are countless, there's countless amount of video that shows Seth Rollins crying after a match that a woman has had, whether it's between um, Sasha and, ba- and Bailey at TakeOver, whether it's like... Seth Rollins is like, and I'm gonna give my flowers to him too. Sorry, Jerry, I love you, girl. But um, <laughs> Seth Rollins is definitely stands for these women, and this was way before him and Becky even had a thing, had a relationship, were engaged, had a baby. Like this is way before he just sees the, 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 the immense amount of talent that these women have and what they put themselves through. They put themselves through to be just like the dudes or to be better, surpass, and they get dismissed in trash bags. Oh. <laughs> it's it, it's it, 
<laughs> just I'm like, oh my god, like, not I, much you can say. It's uh, honestly like, unbelievable, and it's if you're not that group that they favorite, and you know, you know how much we love the Four Horsewomen, but it's like if you're not one of them you're not going to get treated the same way. If you're not Charlotte Flair, and again, the the going back to the business decisions, like Charlotte Flair aesthetically is exactly what the world in WWE like. Like tall, leggy, blonde, you know, daughter of someone that's high profile. Like even like at my job, there's people that don't watch wrestling. And then I'll mention Charlotte Flair and they'll be like, Rick Flair? Like like related, I was like, yeah, that's his daughter. And they know who Rick Flair is. So it, it is great to have her as the face of the women's division, but it's like, they're not the only ones, you know? And it sucks because it's like, with like I think about the Iconics, so you break, y'all make the decision to break us up. Break it doesn't, up. you break us up, it doesn't work out how you want it with each of us as individuals, so you fire us. When, no, no, you skip it apart. You break them up, you divide, you, you put them on two different shows, you put them in two separate tag teams, and then you break up those tag teams, make us fight as individuals. Peyton Royce has this most powerful promo she's ever given in her life. And then Billy Kay has her most entertaining moments. And then you fire us. Make it make sense, way. Right? It's almost like you're not even giving them that opportunity. And of course, every release is different. Like I do believe that Samojo most likely asked for his release. Every every case because he wanted to wrestle, yeah. Right, every case is different. But with the iconics, I just feel like they were put in such a fucked up situation. Like it was almost like when you already had them as a like they were already formed. The iconics were already a thing. You didn't have to do anything to put them over. All you had to do was put them back together and let them do them, and it would have been it would have been great. But Chelsea Green it sucks because she was that promising. It's like different like stages of the the releases because now you have Chelsea Green who never got a chance. Unfortunately, she got injured both of her debuts on SmackDown. And they probably seen that I was like, you know what, like whatever. But it's like, why give up on someone that made such a great name for themselves on the indies? She's someone bursting with talent, bursting with like, she has the star power as a space already. And you guys literally fire her without giving her a chance. Like, it's it's right. almost like throwing money down the drain. Like, why would you do that? And then it just they re- released a lot of people. Ty Conti released, yes. and now she's doing her shit in AEW. AEW. Like, I wonder if they really look back and be like, hmm, damn, maybe we. It's like this is why we need women writing for women. We need people of color writing for people of color. We need more diversity writing for WWE because I'm pretty sure. If I was to apply to AEW to write, I'm pretty sure I'll be writing for AEW. Yeah, I'm pretty. I, I can guarantee that I'll be writing for AEW. Mm-hmm. Storylines, creative. You know what should go where, mind you. And I already said publicly, I don't watch AEW like that. But when mm-hmm. I do catch it, it's just like, oh shit, this is dope. Like mm-hmm. the whole thing with Kenny Omega and Rich Swan. That's fine. AEW and Impact. The fact that they're even partnering, doing that kind of stuff. You don't even think anything like that. Right, because WWE is so guarded. They want to do everything their way, and they're so stuck in their in their ways that it's like they're losing out on a lot of things. Just like what Mick Foley said, like, you're going to miss out on things, and other companies are going to do it first. Like, they're teaming up with All Japan. Like, they have stars coming from all over the world. Like, AEW is hitting one million fucking viewers every week. Like, 
what the fuck? Like Rob is barely I doing- had a jump ship. I'm going to be upset. See, and that's the thing that I'm so unfor- like what I'm so sad about because it's feeling like okay, I need to really think about this because the whole reason that I started watching wrestling again because I was inspired about it. like it got some it was just like okay, this is exciting, this is fun, I can't wait to watch it. I would cancel plans to watch Raw and SmackDown and stuff like that, and you know now I have no problem missing Raw. Like the fact, and it's not even just the, this is like the releases and everything Mickey James talked about is like the final thing on like a, like a long time of me feeling this way. Like going back to women having two to five minute matches and, you know, the treatment of Naomi since she went viral in January, 2020, I will never get over them not capitalizing on that. Like her, the pop she got when she came. Let me not even. We talked about it. I just that. posted that video in our discussion group. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, I really I mean, did. She didn't even have Although it was a sad day. Her return was just like you forgot you kind of forgot about like why we were sad or why we were mourning for that split second because yeah. now I was as I was posting it and I was talking about like you know the headache I gave myself because you know my screen. <laughs> <was> <laughs> But I was just like, yo, Naomi was gone from since what Survivor series before that or no, so that was rumbleless too short. Yeah, like or SummerSlam. She was going for a while, and then me being able to to talk to her after that, like after her return, and to understand why she was gone for a while, it's just like I commend her for even wanting to come back. Mm -hmm. You understand, like, but also I feel like for those who come back, does that give WWE that inkling, like, well, I already treated them this way one first time. Can I do it again? And he's like, you never want to look at the company that you grew up on, that you dreamed of being a part of, that mm -hmm. you that you just like, yo, one day I'm going to be in WWE working for them, whether I'm a wrestler, whether I'm a writer, whether I'm, you know, you know, putting the food and catering, whether I'm packing up the, the, the bus or, you know, whoever. It's like you don't want to believe that these people are... I don't want to say scumbags, but have like those tendencies to where they don't give a fuck. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking. Like the amount of time me and you have had, have had conversations about wanting to be in the presence of Vince and just like talking to him and Triple H and Stephanie and Shane, like that whole McMahon thing. It's like, do you feel the same now? I definitely lost a little bit of something in the last like couple weeks. And I hope that changes. I hope we go, we reference this episode and hope things like change. But my thing is like, what's going to change? We've seen a hashtag go viral when Naomi um, went viral that time in every industry, the entertainment industry tweeted about her. Like they did nothing with that. Um, Booker T had the nerve to say, I, feel, I don't even know if it was Booker T, it was someone that said like- Booker T is kind of canceled in my book. Yeah, he doesn't, him, he doesn't stand up for black women at all. Not at all. He doesn't advocate for us like how, how he should. And then hearing how WWE really doesn't believe that in women's wrestling. Like to hear that from a legend like Mickey James to me, like that really just like, it, it definitely lost something for me. Like it was like, I don't know. Like I don't want. I feel like I keep repeating the same thing because I 
and this had to be a real talk episode that we did next because I was like, I need to vent about this because if yeah. you notice our social media, like we haven't been really depleted, guys. And this is why. This is why. This this is exactly why. So don't think that you know we're giving up or something is like wrong personally with us when it, we take our social media very very seriously. Like there are times that me and Patricia, sorry, me and P <laughs> will have arguments because either I wasn't posting, I wasn't on top of my posting and keeping you guys engaged or and she felt like she was doing everything and keeping up and or and I'm just like girl like it's tiring that time. Well you need like it would be times where she'd be on it on it on it and now that and now to see that the both of us have to take yeah. a step back and it's really the, analyze what is going on because it's yeah. so yeah the live, the like, live we will, we'll, we'll keep you guys engaged, but right now, yeah, like, like the live tweeting for me, like I, the last few weeks, I have not had the desire to like sit and watch Raw and SmackDown like I've wanted to in the past because I'm tired of watching, especially on a Monday night, a three hour show. And you see these women and you, first of all, you don't see women for a couple hours. Then you see them have like these two to five minute matches. The storylines are just rushed, convoluted, I'm messy. I'm sick of seeing Nia James, Nia James, Lord, right. Nia Jack. <laughs> and Shayna, and then and Shana. the whole thing with the guy, and then it was like, wasn't that Carmella's gimmick? Like, where's Carmella? Like, it's just where's so, Carmella? Many, so many questions that I'm just confused about. The way they treated Oscar as champion, like it was just like so many different things over the last year or so. Where it's just like, and don't get me wrong, we just came off, you know, two black women you know, main event for the first time. Like, don't get me wrong. We have seen a lot of things happen in the women's division that have been really, really cool. But again, look who's involved. What are the four horses? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, give that energy and that spotlight to a certain crop of women. And what's other, the other thing that's heartbreaking is that I know that y'all are capable of focusing on the women's division because when Becky and Ronda were in the company on fire, we had like three women's matches women's sometimes matches. in one night. You had Becky. Like, how can we keep show. up with tweeting? Right. You how had Becky. Right. You had Becky closing the shows. You had women showing up in multiple segments. So it's like you guys are capable of doing it. It's just like you guys are just choosing not to focus on that, which is, and we just want, we just want, we don't even want equal like time as a man. We no, just we want, want equal. More. I we mean, we do equal. want equal, but we're at to the point where it's like we just want real storylines that y'all are putting effort to. We want all the championships that have separate storylines. We want non-title feuds. We want real character development. We don't want y'all to tease Carmella for months, have her do one feud, and then she disappear. Like, shit like that is just like, okay, like, what y'all did with Asuka, like, is confusing. It's horrible. Like, it's like, and then you got people that were, like, the MVPs of the pandemic era, like Zelina Vega, who was let go as well, who we've talked about. Like, you know, it's just... It's, no, she asked for her release. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's just... Even that is crazy. Even, like, even, even Bianca, game. like I'm, I'm happy that we have a champ like Bianca. I'm happy that you know she's there. Like she came, she saw, she conquered in a year's time. But it also makes me wonder, like, all right, after this year's time is up, what would they do with her? Like if she was right. to lose her, her champion, what would they do with her? Up. Like Montez, like the Street Profits was on top of their game. As soon as they lost. It was like you really, you rarely saw them. Mm-hmm. Now you're seeing them more because Bianca's champion, who's right. married to Montez Ford, right. who's a part of the Street Profits. Like last night, excuse me, last night, 
I kid you not, after I saw somebody put the gift and said fight, 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 when it was the mixed tag or whatever, yeah. it was a great match. And Bianca was the hell out of Bobby Roode with yeah, that damn ponytail. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But it, it just makes you wonder, like, you never want to see one of your own, whether it's the same color or the same gender, go down after having such a high reign. Like, right. I feel like they need to give... They need to give these women these flowers. Like, they did Becky. Like, Becky's run, and I'm wearing my Becky shirt, the man shirt. Becky's run was amazing. Like, I really felt like it was a Stone Cold Rock era with mm -hmm. Becky's run. Mm -hmm. Why Why can't we feel like that again? Why can't we feel like with Bianca, we have another Rock era, or we have a, a Triple H era, or, um, a, a, a Austin, or even Taker era? Like, mm -hmm. I feel like... We need to have that, like Naomi and Lana. And don't get me wrong, they're growing. Lana's growing on me. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's this headache that's talking. <laughs> Lana's growing on me. I'll no, take I'm it. joking. <laughs> right, no, I'm joking. Lana's Lana's definitely growing on me. Lana really has um, proved herself. And mm -hmm. why do we keep? Why do they keep losing? And like this whole stuff with Naya. So like, Naya's champion. And it's funny what like her falling over the water like, the other night. Like, what are you doing? And not only You're a champion, and why are you embarrassing the champion? Right. And I only did that because Mandy Rose happened to fall at WrestleMania. So this is how lazy we get in with the women's storyline. And that was an accident. That right. Was nowhere so, near for real. I mean, nowhere near scripted. That was an accident. Exactly. So it's like this is how lazy y'all are. Speaking of Lana, the payoff, we watched her get thrown through a table for months straight. How that didn't end with her and Naomi, two like, champions, like two people that the people are rooting for. How did it lead to a payoff at WrestleMania and I'm winning the championship? The Riot Squad. I can't think of a tag team that had more momentum behind them for those like couple months. And yeah, I never put them in the title picture. And then when they did, they lost. And then they're not even in the title picture anymore. Like, I forgot the Riot Squad was still a thing. Right. And then the Char then Charlotte Flair comes back, wins the tag team championship with the the Raw tag team champion. I mean, the Raw champion Oscar. Why? Why were y'all even like? It, it's just like, and then uh, it's just so much. It's like they don't give a fuck about the women's division. And I don't know if it's because Paul Heyman isn't writing. Um, I don't know if he was writing Raw. Yeah, he was writing Raw before, and then now it was it went to like Bruce Pritchard, and people said, and I loved, oh, I love his podcast, but. I didn't know about how he was as a WWE employee. And a lot of people said like, oh yeah, say goodbye to the women. That's going to suck for the women's division. Watch. Because Paul Heyman advocates for, he advocates for talent. He doesn't care if you're a male, female, whatever. Like he was really high on Chelsea Green. Um, he Because he knows like how talented of a star that she is. But as soon as, I don't know if that's, backstage changes is why the women's division just is literally going like this. Like, but it's very disheartening, and I really hope that things do change. I hope this Mickey James situation like spurs something in them. And I don't need a whole nother women's evolution thing. I just need you guys to present the women the same way y'all do the men. Put energy into the storylines. Build stars that are not the four horsemen. Not be repetitive and boring like what, like you said with Nia Jax and Shayna. Like, okay, we get it. That's funny. Can they lose these shits? Turn on each other? Can the belts move on with other people? Can we have another non-title? Like, there's so much that needs to be done. <laughs> it is. I really feel. I really feel like if I was to, if we was to, like, I do hope to work for WWE in a way of changing writer and creative. Right. Like right. Bruce Pritchard, you can blow the grip. 
at this point because your writing and the way you don't care for women is like you either don't have kids or you don't have daughters because if that was your daughter, you will want them to have the best. You will want them to be seen as the best. You will want them, you understand, like, and for Vince to have a daughter. That's in charge. Are you her? Like, do you do not care? And you have three granddaughters. Yeah. And these women are giving it, like, and it sucks. Like, Carmella was on the Bella Twins podcast, and she's just as frustrated as everyone else. She was just like, you know, if... It feels like we took all these steps forward to take all these steps backward. She watches Raw. She says sometimes she doesn't see the women for like over two hours. And even she's frustrated. So imagine she's someone that has a pretty secure spot. Like I would be completely shocked if they ever released Carmella. But it, ever secure in WWE. They just true. make you feel real comfortable. That's true. And uh, so that was another thing that was fucked up that I heard that a lot of the talent that were released were told that they would be safe and were released anyway. And a lot of times they hear it maybe an hour before it WWE announces it on Twitter. Like we wish them the best. So it's like, we kind of all find out around the same time. The superstars find out around the same time the fans do. And it's just a clusterfuck of just That's like disgusting and unprofessional. Yeah. Seriously. It really is. It really, really sucks. And then you hear them pitching ideas. So it's not like they're back there doing nothing. Like they're trying hard to be featured. You know, to hear that Natalia still had to to pitch to have a women's match on WrestleMania is fucking like in 2021, we have to fight to have a women's match on WrestleMania? That's two nights. <laughs> like it just it really is. It, it, it's, so it's just like so many different things, so many different things. And then that Mickey James conversation, I was just like, oh, nah, this is shit got to change. I'm shit just legit change. tired at this point. Like, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking Max tired. really didn't intrigue me yesterday. It was good to see Bianca and the Street Profits when, yeah. you know, it's like they put in Bailey and she, they give her, they put her back in middle card. The um, number one wrestler in the world, mind the, by the way, last year, and who also didn't have a WrestleMania match for some reason, who also pitched WrestleMania match ideas and did not get one. But <laughs> it's just so many things. I'm tired of seeing Charlotte crying and whining and boohooing and bitching. Give her a new gimmick. I do need Becky to come back, but I want her to come back in a way to where it's either she's a really, really bad heel, like a really, really good heel. Or a really, really good baby face, but I think I like her as a heel baby face. It's, she'll be a heel. People mm-hmm. see her as a face. Yeah. I I haven't seen Sasha. No, I think she's taking last a week. Break. No, she was there last week. Mm-hmm. She wasn't there this past Friday. She was there last week. Um, they need to do better with Oscar. They need to do better with Naomi. They need to do better with all of them. Period. Yeah, they really do. And I hope, and what I'm hoping is that, like, we can look back on this episode and be like, things changed so Ooh, much. Right, like, you know, things changed so much since, you know, they actually did have a lot of different feuds going on and multiple women segments on the shows and oh, stuff like that. Because the ratings, How about that? the ratings are literally going down like this. And mm-hmm. I'm not one that I feel like they want to be canceled. But... It's going down, like, to the point where, like, I I don't think since we started this, sh- maybe since, like, 2017, 
I never wanted to miss a show. Like I never, I would feel away. Like if I had to work or I had plans I couldn't get out of and I would be tight that I'm missing raw. Now I literally like, it'll be like 820. And I'm just like, I know I'm not going to see any of the women that I want to see because I majority, and I had to put it on Twitter when it was put out there that WWE official told Mickey James that women's wrestling doesn't sell and no one cares about it, whatever. Who else tunes? Because I know so many people that tune in just to see the women. Like I know so many people. First of all, when I reposted that that clip with her speaking, mm-hmm. the way our discussion groups lit up, the way uh, our Twitter, everybody's like, I tune in specifically for the women. How can you sit here and say that the women not like it's it's written there, like it's set in stone. The women are really driving your company, and for you to really sit here and say that WWE women's product does not sell this, that, and that, or whatever. Like, what time warp are you living in? Like, you're still living in the time warp of Hogan, Giant, um, Andre, or DiBiase and, and Steamboat. And you still living in that golden era where it was, like, only two women, Sensational Sherry and Miss Elizabeth, Wendy Richter at times, uh, uh, Moolah, rest her soul. You know, we're, we're past that. We are so past that. And nobody can sit here and and nobody sits here and sees or understands. And it's like every time we voice our frustration, voice our comments, our concerns, it's really, really overlooked. I got to a point where I was just like, listen, I'm tagging everybody in WWE. And if they yeah. block me, they block me. <laughs> it's true. Because you always, like with social media and being a wrestling fan on social media, it's all about posting your opinions, right? But, like, you never want to be too harsh on, like, a billion-dollar company like WWE. Because, like you said, one day maybe we would like to collaborate with them, whatever. But it got to a point where I was like, do I want to? <laughs> you know, I, like, it's like, is that something I want to do anymore because of just how things can happen and how things go on and, you know, back there? But I try not to dwell on the negative and like, even we even tweet from our accounts, like, you know, try to think about the positives, but it's been a hard couple of weeks on top of frustrations that we've all had about the women's division over the past year or so. So this is like, so we, I'm hoping that after we've been able to vent on this episode, thank you for letting us vent in this real talk episode. We love doing these. Um, I hope that shit changes. That's really all I can say. Um, I hope that this opens the door for us to be more of a platform for female talent. So we're really trying to manifest having more wrestlers on the show, more um, female wrestlers on the show to talk about their experiences. Because, you know, this podcast was started because we were inspired by the women's evolution and women's wrestling and being a platform and advocate for for that division. So, um Thank you for everybody that was helping us tweet Mickey James the other day. Yes, um, thank nothing you. is set in stone yet, so we're really just crossing our fingers and really hoping that it does happen. Um, so we appreciate that. So we're hoping that this is just the beginning. Check out our jazz episode two. Shout out to her. So even she's doing a lot with with women wrestlers. Uh, I think I mentioned Ring of Honor already. Um, shout out to Maria Canellis and what she's doing. She's actually on the board of directors at Ring of Honor. So there are like the women in wrestling. Are are killing it. It's just the promotion that we love and watch is not. So we are hoping that this is now the beginning of a whole nother evolution and that we could be a part of it. And however platform we can, we want to be that. 
facts. I mean, like you said, this episode was um, needed for us to vent. So thank you guys for helping us vent, for allowing us to vent. Um, I don't think I have any more else to say. I just hope, you know, we can see a change by the difference. And, you know, and guys, if you feel frustrated with anything, and this is not just wrestling, this is anything, and you can at them and tweet them and make it, do it. That's what social media is for. Call they asses out loud and proud and boisterous and in the front don't sit there and be oh i'm nervous call them out because somebody's bound to see it yeah and on that note it's your girl krista b (laughs) and queen pr don't forget to follow us everywhere all that good shit (laughs) <laughs> everywhere we are yeah. of those wrestling girls is brought to you by king letty social media agency are you a small business or a growing podcast do you need help with any social media services well klsm agency is here to help you we offer social media management consulting and creative direction to book any consulting services and our normal services please Visit us at KingLettySocialMediaAgency.com or visit us on Instagram and Twitter at KLSM. Thank you for joining Krista B and Queen PR on another episode of Those Wrestling Girls. New episodes drop on YouTube and all podcast platforms every other Monday. We also have exclusive weekly content that's released on Patreon, just $1 to $5 a month. And every month we support a different nonprofit organizations with part of those proceeds. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook and join our Facebook discussion group where we host live episodes monthly including our show with face b hills high podcast thirsty thursdays see you there and thank you for supporting those wrestling girls Mwah.